the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, in what is going to be a very weird, like, split episode. Uh, we're going to have to figure out kind of what we're going to call this one, but uh, we've got Shelly and I here in IndieCast HQ. Partial What's Up Slots? Yes. Yes, everyone. I'm Zach Romero. Joining me is the lovely and creative mm-hmm. Luna Lynn. Hi. And we're trying a bit of an experiment this episode. Luna and myself are at Fully Gimmick Headquarters. This is the newlywed game for... <laughs> For uh, for hot topics, I guess, for lack of a better term. Holy cow! So, Thirteen years married, and we're on the newlywed game. Right. So well, we're gonna fail. Yeah, we will probably lose too. <laughs> but yeah, it's probably not wrong. So, uh, but we've just got some. Uh, this is one of our geek episodes, so we're gonna cover some topics that aren't professional wrestling for the most part. Uh, topic one, honey, and I know there was a big one a f- couple weeks ago, and uh, involved a lot of mockery online. Mm. Would be the new Aladdin trailer. Okay. Um, we have seen the extended trailer. Uh, we have. Uh, we have seen uh, Aladdin in uh, a little bit more action. We've seen uh, Jasmine in more action. We have seen the very dreamy uh, Jafar. Uh, dreamy? Which he was, okay. apparently a lot of people are finding the new Jafar very dreamy. Okay. Uh, and then we have Will Smith uh, officially making his visual debut as the genie. And that's where things went wrong. Um, <laughs> or uh, it, blue, as you would like. Oh, to it, bl- it, it blew. It blew, all right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on Will Smith as the genie? Well, there was a lot of talk about Will Smith's ears. Yes. And the ears of the genie, specifically. Now, I'd like to call into question, if you have not looked at a detailed picture of Will Smith, I take this time right now. Go Google it to go stare at a picture go of Will stare Smith. Okay, at a picture of Will Smith. Do we have a particular movie we should be using to stare at Will Smith? Should I don't we? Think it Wild Wild in, West. In uh, what movie you look at? He has big satellite-like uh, ears. AI. He can't help it. He just. My personal favorite. Bad is Boys. I Robot. Um, Chad knows he has to watch that movie a lot. It's on the Shelley channel. The, it is. The horrible, horrible channel of movies that Shelley oh, watches constantly. It. I'm not listening to you. You're lucky Zach's not here. We were supposed to do a Blade debate here. Oh, and we I were was supposed gonna... to do a Blade debate. He owes me. Um, Blade Trinity's on right now, actually. I'm, I'm really sad I'm missing it. Uh, you're but... the only person who has ever said that. That is not Are true. Are you kidding me? That is not true. That that is completely uh, that is, true. Uh, there are Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes sees that movie come up on his on his like on his uh, TV guide and changes the channel. Okay, we are getting off track, sir. We were talking about Will Smith. Will Smith has big ears. Okay, so I think they made him bigger. I don't know, but they're entirely very accentuated because because he has this weird blue bald head. Uh. Does he look a little funny? Yeah. I don't know. This is what you get when you live action a cartoon. Uh, mm. Somebody's going to look a little funny. I don't... And I guess the biggest you thing is... You those stretch straw. You, I don't know. You have live actioned our cartoon that was based off of a Robin Williams performance. So where it went a million miles an hour, because that's what Robin right. Williams did, and 
you know, it, it was, like you said, it was a cartoon. So I, I don't know what people were expecting him to look like. Well, at when, least they didn't make him look like Shazam or anything like that. True. That would have been the other route, right? If you didn't make him blue and look like the cartoon, then the only other reference point you have for a genie is Shazam. And no one wants to bring back Shaq in that costume. Like, I think let's not do that. the funniest part is, for, for and, I, and I almost feel bad for Will Smith, they made fun of him because of the way he looked blue. But heaven forbid if they didn't make him blue, then people would have bitched about that. Right, because then he would have looked slightly like a, a Arabic slave, right? Like, <laughs> well... Well, that and just That's a lot essentially... of people. Well, that and just a lot of people would go. Well, the genie was blue in the original movie. Of Why course. is he not blue in this one? But now he's blue in this one. They're like, oh my god, he's he, he's blue and he looks horrible. It's like, well, first off, yeah. Uh... Look, this more to the point gets to the real heart of the issue is why did we need to make why did we need to make this a live action remake? So that's my problem so, with the whole idea. So here's the thing. Um, when they released the live-action Beauty and the Beast, I asked the same question. Right. And interestingly enough, one of the people that replied to that on Facebook was former guest of the IndieCast, Uncle Bob Evans, who legitimately just put up the uh, emoji for a stack of money. (laughs) I I (laughs) And I went, you know what, Uncle Bob? You're absolutely right. And I would like to please... uh, as best as I could auditorily, put up an emoji of a stack of money. You're just raining dollar bills on yeah. me? Is that what dollar, you're doing right Dollar, now? dollar bills, y'all. No, um, see, that is definitely not where I wanted you to go with that. <laughs> negatory, sir. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I, come I on, cash it. rules everything around me. Wow. <laughs> go and cream dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Stop. No. Just, mm. I refuse, actually. Mm. I'm going to do the next verse in a minute, oh, so man. you better keep talking. Or else... Good gracious. Okay, to save everyone from Chad's poor rapping skills, um, I get it. We have little girls. We are the target market for Disney's live-action stuff. We did watch it. We, we yeah. did indeed go through the buying of the yellow dress for one of our daughters, That's right. specifically from that version of the movie. Well, it's because we that, that one was on sale. Let's <laughs> let's totally be honest on that one. But we both can agree that the the movie was good. Mm. It was good. Mm. It was like you know when you're hungry and you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you're like, yeah, that was good. It wasn't a steak, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, all right, there you go. So, good so comparison that's, point. That's what I'm talking about. Like it was good. That's right. I just you're you're great. Hermione is kind of like peanut butter and jelly. That's right. Um, It was all right. So that's what I'm expecting from Aladdin, is that it's probably just going to be all right. Because we all know the story. It's not like they're reinventing the wheel. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be okay. By the way, when it comes to the live action Beauty and the Beast, the whole idea of Belle... Mm-hmm. Is that she's supposed to be like the bookworm, but she's also like the most beautiful girl for like villages upon villages. Mm-hmm. You just don't find her that attractive. Hermione Granger is not. Emma that... is a beautiful, around the way kind of girl. <laughs> like, she, for, 
Come on, man, that's small. Now I want to break into LL Cool J since he's the Rod the Way girl. Ugh. It's like the one time Chad has some blackness. Like, calm down. I've pulled two great songs. This, this, this show could have a soundtrack. That's true. We went from Cream to Round the Way Girl. I can't wait to see what comes up next. I I just don't understand. Like, you just don't find her that attractive. Right. But lots of people were, like, pining for her, like, waiting for her to, you know, adult it up so they could, right, like, dream about her some more. Yeah, you perverts. You hey, fucking I, creeps. Calm down. Calm down. I'm just saying, lots of people... You know, I'm just saying, if you were fapping to Hermione Granger before she turned 18, and you were waiting for her to turn 18 just so you could legally fap to her, you're a creep. Sure. I don't know. She's grown up now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she seems like but, a nice person. I'd have a cup of tea with her, but that's... But I have, I have a real problem with all these live actions. Because they did it to The Jungle Book, which I find to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. As a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But when you put real animals in it, my two girls can't watch it. Because hmm. now it's scary. Like, it has its moments, yeah. Once, once you make, you know, the panther a real panther, and big old snakes real snakes, that, that takes away some of the whimsy. I think some of the whimsy of, of all of these movies is that they were cartoons. Yeah. And so when you make them live people, I think it changes the tone. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just... You know I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to You know what interesting my biggest problem with that one was? Was Baloo was played by Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And I love Bill Murray. Like, I'm a huge fan of Bill Murray. I, I don't like that casting. I, did, I wasn't big on that casting. Yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't do it for me, but again, the, the movie as a whole... Didn't do it for you. Yeah, I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, this, something about the movie just got lost to me. Right. Because it was supposed to be a light-hearted... Time in the forest, and right. then it becomes like life or death living in the forest, right. and then it's not as fun. So I think it was like basically around or on the Super Bowl is when they released the trailer for the live action adaptation. The most unfortunate trailer of uh, of Aladdin that's coming out mm-hmm. later this year, next year, something like that. I think later this year. Never. And. Uh, by and large, the largest takeaway from it was that Will Smith Genie looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, some context, and this kind of ties to wrestling, is a vocal minority, a very vocal minority, was pretty butthurt that originally it was reported that Will Smith was not going to be blue mm-hmm. because he's not blue on the stage play. And he's not blue in the <coughs> um, like promo photos they've released. Like right. There's the first like full look of his outfit of him laying down and talking to Aladdin, and he's just... Not blue. Like, right. he's just fucking Will Smith. So, yeah. like, cool. So, I'm hoping that maybe the blue is just, like, when he comes out. Sure but it looks out. fucking... Like, it's 2019, my dudes. Like, they've made movies about space. True. And it looks better than this bullshit, which is just a cover overlay on a human. Like, how do you fuck this up so bad? Like, this could have been done in, like, some clever-ass Photoshop. But, like, it just looks infantile and terrible. Yeah, and, like, his, I'm his already face, mad. His face is very sloppily copy-pasted yeah. onto a CGI body. Like, I'm already mad that it's happening, and you're just making it fucking worse. Well, let's like, delve into that a little mm-hmm. bit. So why are you mad that it's happening? And are you more mad about this than you are Lion King? Yes. Because, like, I loved Lion King as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, fucking whatever, it's Lion King. Like, it just is. Like, I still love it, but, like, it's nowhere near my, like, top five. You know what I mean? Um, 
But I'm super mad about this because when they first started doing all of these shitbag live action Disney remakes, I was like, at least we know for absolute certainty, and I knew, I believed deep in my little heart of hearts that they would never touch Aladdin because of Robin Williams. Robin Williams sacrificed yeah. himself he did. to protect us from I was like, them doing this. First of all, if they do it, they have to be careful not to be super racist because it right. could get dicey real fast. And Robin Williams was so good that, like, you're never going to recreate that. Mm-hmm. Like, and everybody has said, like, it's no. It's lightning in a bottle. Every time with him. And it was like, you can't do that again. And, like, it, everybody, their first knee-jerk reaction, whether you want it to be or not, is going to be, well, Robin Williams did it like this. Or he said this line like that. Like, or his joke here was funnier. Or his fucking stupid impression of Jack Nicholson for no reason is better than anything that Will Smith could ever do. Right. Like, and I love Will Smith. I just don't love this mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, this, again, and you've mentioned it before, maybe even on the show in previous episodes, that this all seems very unnecessary. Super because you could literally, if you were just trying to cash in mm-hmm. on, remember when we made this good movie, just re-release the movie. Yeah, just remaster it in, it in 4K, do a full, thea- not even a full theatrical, even if you did a couple of weeks theater release, push the shit out of the Blu-rays and a new line of toys. New and merch, yeah. everybody, kids and me, would be thrilled. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd buy that shit again. Are you kidding? Like, right. I'm into it. But this is just like, come on, man. Like, it's just sad now. Like, because they're not even doing... Like, okay, so like, they're doing a remake, but it's like, if you wanted to do a remake of something, like, okay, so say you have the fucking Mona Lisa, right? But you only have like, a kid's watercolor set. To do it with. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how good of an artist you are, that's never going to come close. Right. Like, with the Jungle Book, they took out all of the songs and made it fucking weird. And with The Lion King, you can't tell me that that's still going to be the fun and whimsical, like, combo of, like, oh, this is a heart-wrenching Shakespeare story versus, like, just can't wait to be king, I'm working on my roar. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. And it's not live action because they're all CGI anyway! Yeah, and I actually saw a couple of different people say that, like, they did kind of Photoshop examples of, because it's not live action, because mm-hmm. it's still just CGI animals, that there was no reason to make them photorealistic. Yeah, you could have made it still kill, look like the original animation. could have animation. made it whimsy and mm-hmm. cartoony, and it would have been great. Um... To jump back to Jungle Book for a second, mm-hmm. I gotta disagree with you. Um, the improvement is when I was watching the original Jungle Book mm-hmm. and uh, the snake Ka mm-hmm. was hypnotizing Mowgli, mm-hmm. all I could think about was I really wish that Ka had a sexy lady's voice. So that I get a real uncomfortable boner while I'm watching this movie. I already had an uncomfortable boner, so, like, right. I don't, But you know, Scarlett yeah. Johansson, like, whispering as a snake. A snake ASMR. Yeah. yeah, I was like, gay ASMR, here's my boner. There um, you go, yeah. No, to be, and the other thing, too, is, unlike the vocal minority that was mad about the flesh-colored genie, and now mm-hmm. there's another vocal minority that are mad about the blue-colored genie, I have not seen a single take anywhere of anyone being like, hey, I'm pretty open to seeing this movie. Everyone's like, the best take, like the most positive, optimistic take that I've seen online about this film is, I don't think this is necessary. Exactly. That's the That's most positive. It as nicely as That is the most positive can. take I've seen is, I don't think we needed this. Yeah, no, completely. And it's just downhill from there. And the thing, it's with all of them, like... It came up in my time hop when they first announced that they were redoing Pete's Dragon. And granted, 
Pete's Dragon is definitely, like, an old-school Disney flick. Yeah. And one that I fucking love. Yeah. Like, because I watched all that shit. I watched, like, Escape to Witch Mountain, which they tried to redo that, and, mm-hmm. like, fuck you. Like, yeah. how dare you? You can't... It was just... You can't... It doesn't work. It just doesn't work right now. It worked well, then. It was great then. It does not work now. I think perfect example of that. Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. The entire oh, women's suffrage part... I've got fucking feelings... Right. On the new Mary Poppins. But even get me started. the whole, like, women's suffrage mm-hmm. movement is just sort of like window dressing for, yeah. like, a character versus in the movie where it screeches to a halt and does an entire song no, about, fuck you, suffrage. no, no, yeah. women's suffrage, kids, we're gonna learn about it. Well, it was still like, hey, this is an important fucking thing at the right. time. And, like, I, I did appreciate that they tried to, you know, bring that in, that... You know, the daughter was still like, oh, I'm an activist like mom, like, uh, equal wages or whatever. Like, okay, good for you. Right. But it seemed, you know... But it's to your point of, like, Pete's Dragon and Escape yeah. to Witch Mountain. There were things... They're very much products of their time. Yeah, yeah, you can't just go like, oh, no, 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 we just updated, it's fine. It's like, eh, they're telling whimsical yeah, kind of stories. you can't slap 2019 over it and, like, have it work the same way. And we even talked to Chad and Shelley about mm-hmm. uh, Mary Poppins Returns and about how it is... How do you make Mary Poppins oh my God. accessible to children now? And the answer is, you tell much shorter stories, and there's a lot of color and noise for no reason. And so here's the thing. It's not that I didn't like the new Mary Poppins. I actually quite enjoyed it, because we saw it in the theater, and we usually don't see movies in the theater. So that's how you know it's, it's a very special big deal. Yeah, that's how you know it's a big deal. Um, it was way too fucking long. And I, I adore the soundtrack. But the cover is not the book, is the raunchiest fucking song that? that's ever been in a Disney film. The entire song is about fucking. That is a real nasty joke. And as I'm watching it and even listening to it later, I'm like, how is this in the fucking movie? Who said this was okay? Like, how Mary Poppins people... gets real fucking cockney, which she would have never done before. True. Like, what are you even... What is this? Just... Ugh. It's like if there was a fucking... If supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in Latin meant, like, I'm gonna suck your dick. Like, that's the whole song. It's insane. Well, I can't. And he said it to his girl and... That was his girl's work. wife, yeah, because that's, that's that why. Um, Head game too strong. Right. Pull out game too weak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we also nasty. Well, let's trade a little bit on this one here right. from a movie that we're not so big on. To yeah. one that I think we will be big on, if for nothing more than we've seen the original so many times, I think we have Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, <laughs> and that would be, uh, they released the trailer for Frozen 2. Now, it's a little teaser trailer. It's not anything huge right now. True. Uh, but, what are your thoughts of that? And uh, here is the other thing I'd like you to ponder. Did they release that teaser trailer because the internet dropped Trow and took the biggest steaming dump on the Aladdin live-action one that they felt like they had to do something to get that horrible taste out of our mouth. I don't think Disney considerably worries about a lot of reaction to these teaser did trailers. You, did you see the reaction that, that, that Will Smith just got online? I, I did. I did. <laughs> they might I, need to worry a little bit. I think... They greenlight these things quite a long time ago, mm-hmm. so they've done enough test marketing to know whether or not it's a good time to, to put out these movies. They're going to try. Uh, there was no chance, like there was a snowball's chance in, in hell, that they were not going to do Frozen 2. Oh, no, no, no. Frozen, so, Frozen 2 was coming out. 
So <laughs> you might as well just assume Frozen Eight's coming out right, pretty soon. Right. Like, you as, know what I mean? As long as gonna keep this as going. As long as little girls are gonna buy like you know, freaking Elsa wands and dresses and toys and you know snowball machines and fucking you know. Yes. When we get the Elsa ice make ice cream maker, like that's. How has that not are. become a thing yet, by the way? I'm, I'm almost I'm in shock. I'm sure it is a thing. I've, we just don't own it yet. Um, I was excited by the trailer. I think it did the one thing I think most trailers don't do, which is give me very little information. Right. I appreciated that they were like, here's a little bit, small amount, doesn't really explain anything that's happening in the movie. Just enough. That you're like, oh, oh, Frozen 2. That's it. Please don't give me most of the plot points. I don't want extended trailers that tell me a fair amount of the story. That's ridiculous. Tease me a little. Let me, let me want well, to come see it. Well, by the way, if we don't have, if we don't, first off, that's now going in the end of the, the at the end of the show there. And if we don't have a title for today's show that's tease me a little, I don't know what I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, because I, Bing Bong. Um, <laughs> like I just maybe maybe I'm getting too much online. I feel like oh online okay yes online calm yourself. Uh, I just want a little less from them. Give like make it so I have to really want to go see the movie to get the gist. I hate it when they give me, like, so much. Like, for instance, uh, Infinity War, before it came out, like, all of the trailers gave you so much. Dang, I could have... They learned their lesson on the new one here. I know, good. Like, tease me more. Don't show me anything. I don't want to know. You already know I'm coming to see the movie. Like, it's not like anyone... Teaser. Teaser more, you already know she's coming. There's there's oh, the, there's the official title of the episode now. <laughs> I can't talk, I swear. Okay, so how did you feel about Frozen 2? Uh for what it was, it was it was great. I do like the fact that it looks like we're dealing with like a uh like a road trip adventure movie with everybody from what I could tell. The gang's all there still. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the opening with Elsa trying to run on the water was very interesting, and I'm interested to see exactly how that fits into it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was, I think it was a lot better than the Aladdin trailer. So, <laughs> I mean, it went over better. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I felt like the Aladdin trailer right up until you see Will Smith was pretty cool. It was like, decent. Yeah, I don't know. The cave of uh, the cave of uh, cave of wonders. wonders. Yeah, it was really cool how they did that in live action. Like I hmm. thought that was neat. But yeah, like donate. <laughs> Speaking of not seeing a Disney movie, mm-hmm. they also announced that Frozen 2 is coming out. Blah. Much to the chagrin of us, but... Yeah. I still haven't seen the first one, and again, I refuse to. Hence my, yeah. hence my uh, transition. Yeah, neither of us saw Frozen. Yeah. Well, my only hope for this sequel is, like, I adore that everybody's peti- petitioning Elsa to be gay. I really don't think you need to cram that in if it's not, no, na- I'm not natural I'm to not, the story. I'm not petitioning for that. I'm petitioning for, hey, can we fix... What we didn't do in the first movie. Can Elsa be the bad guy in this one, please? No, they're never going to do that. She sells too much merch. But that was exactly the point that I was going to make as far as, like, giving it a really cohesive story and not just, like, oops, we fucked up and made her too cool halfway through. Her her song is... 
song slaps too hard, right. so now she's got to be a good guy. Oh man, what a bop. Gotta come up with a new shitbag villain to come in at the last minute and yeah. save this. Like, can we have something with, like, a legitimate story then, instead of just like, uh, uh-oh, this song's too good, and it's probably gonna get a Grammy. Like, yeah. whoops. Um, there's a, I don't know if it's like a, a conspiracy theory or, or what have you, but there's people saying that one of the connecting factors to the rest of the Disney universe is that Anna and Elsa's long-lost brother from the same family is Tarzan. Oh, I didn't see that it was his, their brother. I had seen that it was, like, they... It, it Like, cousins, maybe, or something like that. But, like, I saw that they were somehow related, but, like, I still think it's a fucking stretch. Well, I was like, gonna say, Hercules and... Ariel are cousins. Yeah, but that's like legitimate mythology. mythology. Yeah. yeah, that's because Poseidon and Zeus. If they say and... that, if they go with their his brother or cousins mm-hmm. or whatever, does that affect you in any way? Or it makes like... me hate it even more. Oh, okay, like how dare you? Like don't Phil try to... Collins did not perform all the music in multiple languages for you to fucking bastardize it now. Disney fun fact. He definitely did. If you watch, like, the German, and I think it's Spanish and Italian, there's, like, four or five different language dubs that Phil Collins definitely learned all of the songs in other languages and still did the fucking soundtrack because he did that for all of our sins, and I think that that's phenomenal. And, like, even though the movie sucked, but the soundtrack's phenomenal. And, like, I just don't, like, don't try to shoehorn it into things that people liked to make me try to like this. I'm not, it's not going to work. You can't, like, wrap it in a pretty bow and go, here, look, though, it's a thing that you like. Because it's definitely not. And it's Woody the Cowboy. And he's like, hi, Elsa, you're my best friend. Unless she pops up with a cowboy hat and says, hi, I'm Woody, howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy, That's true. Then get the fuck out. Um, Oh, we'll have to talk about uh, the redesign of Bo Peep in another episode for for New Toy Story. Good for her. Um, the feminists are taking over. Uh, you can't wear <laughs> She's a big in dress. Pants. Um, anywho, it's just not practical. That's true. Um, I wonder how they, how are they going to? Re- re- I'm genuinely curious of how they make her come back. Like, yeah, Woody, you thought you could just fuck me and leave me? Well, here's the thing, though. Like, with okay, so here's the weird, like, fucking, like, pseudo theological exp- question, at least for Toy Story. Is like when they're in the store in like the first one, and there's Do they the, have souls. No, but there's like the shelf of buzzes, right? Right. So like, theoretically, in this setting, all of the toys are DTF. Like all of the toys are alive. Okay. Right. I'm following. But you. like, they could have just made another Bo Peep. You know, like it doesn't have to be same saying Bo Peep. It could be like the 2018 Mattel relaunch of the Bo fucking Peep, toy true. series, and oh look, it's a new variant Bo Peep. I would be interested if this film goes into the real deep, dark depths of, like, is there a shared consciousness between all of the same type of toys? Exactly, because it's like, okay, imagine if you put it into... So I'm going to go wrestling for two seconds in this fucking wrestling podcast. If you buy five John Cena figures and they're all wearing different outfits, are they the same John John Cena Cena toy or are they all different individual tiny John Cenas now that are all you can't seeing me at the same time? Is every Mr. Potato Head Don Rickles? Thank you. Yeah. That's my question. Is every Slinky Dog Ernest? It fucking better be. That's the question. Yeah. Again, I don't know if Toy Story 4 is going to go into like, the. here's the science. Here's how it works. They yeah, all have like, shared consciousness. What if you wake up all of the buzzes and then like, are they all... Are they all gonna know? Like, or are well, they all? Well, wasn't that in the second one where there was a factory brand new buzz mm-hmm. and it was going through the motions of the first movie where it's right. like, oh, I'm real and I'm a spaceman mm-hmm. and ba 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 ba. And then, like, hour 
Tim Allen buzz and yeah. be like, no, you're not real. And like, yeah. we're repeating the first. So I don't know. Maybe it's all just like time yeah. loops and stuff. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I don't want to see this movie either. It's... Okay. So let's talk about the Oscars. <laughs> so uh, let's stick with uh, animation. Okay. While we're on a roll here. Um, and though not a Disney movie. Uh, the Oscars were this past weekend. You and I did actually sit down and watch them all, which is not actually a normal occurrence for yeah, us. Yeah, we really don't like to um, normally do that. But for this time, we did for some reason. And uh, I think one of the best animated movies I've seen in a long time, and what I think personally is the best Spider-Man movie they've ever made, Into the Spider- or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, one best animated feature. It did. So, uh, I will open it up to you first, honey. What are your thoughts on uh, Into the Spider-Verse? First off, beating Incredibles 2, which was also nominated. And uh, what were your thoughts on the movie as a whole? Because we did just go finally see it last week, because uh, we'd never go see movies on time if, <laughs> we, if we can help it. So. Um, well, I also agree with you that uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was probably the best animated movie of the year. I thought it was really great. Um, I thought they did it really well. Uh, I enjoyed the music a lot. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the story. It was riveting from the beginning to the end. I think sometimes when it comes to Spider-Man um, movies, you kind of know how it's going to go. Like, we all kind of know how the story starts. And that at the end, they're going to fight somebody, right? Like, that's right. it's pretty much the arc of every, you know, uh, movie. So it kind of threw me off when we got to see like a little bit more of of Miles's life, like how he got how he got into it. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole storyline I think really uh, pulled me in. Right. I liked the twist that they they threw in things from the uh, comic books. It was really cool. Um, I liked. Uh, I really loved. Uh, Peter Parker mm-hmm. from the other time. Like, that was really cool and how, uh, like, he had real-life problems and stuff. Like, that was really neat. Um, you know, a lot of people made a big deal about what kind of large role Spider-Gwen played um, in the storylines, and I appreciated it. Um, well, and also, know. nowadays, it's a character that has gained such an immediate following in the comic side. True. That you would almost be foolish to leave it out or to not give it, a, you know, a, a large part in the movie side. And quite honestly, the thing I like most about this movie, other than it was, I mean, other than it was amazing, I thought the, like you, every, I agree with everything you said on this one here. But now you've also set up at least five or six possible other movies if you wanted to really branch out now and do right. a Spider Gwen movie, do a Spider Noir movie. Do uh, if you want to do a Spider Ham movie, the <laughs> option is there now for for True. something like that. Um, and I think that could definitely be interesting if they wanted to go that route. The one thing I almost don't want them to do in this, oddly enough, is I really don't want them to follow. I don't want them to go and do an actual like Peter Parker Spider Man yeah. movie out of this because I like the fact that he's important, but not necessarily the center. Right. Um, and, I, and I think that, and I think, you know, and there's enough live action movies and don't worry, there's another uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is coming yeah. up real soon. So, you know. There's plenty you'll, of you'll get, other Spider-Man. Right. You know, lexicon you can go and immerse yourself in. Yeah. 
But this, I think, was really well done. I thought it really spoke um, from from a, a minority side, which mm -hmm. was really cool. They they really highlighted his culture without necessarily like beating you over the head with it right. or like being disrespectful about it. Like it was really cool. Um, I thought they dropped it in in really great spots. Yeah. So I thought that was really great for our mixed kids to go see. Right. You know? Um, I thought it was just a really well done. And on a, on a side note, the actual graphics, the actual art of the movie was spectacular. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It was really well, it's really cool and really well done. So I was like, I was blown away by that. And having seen both that and The Incredibles 2, it was better. Yeah. I, I just think it was a lot better. I know that that's like against the juggernaut of the Disney Pixar movies, but mm. I didn't think the story of Incredibles 2 was as good. I just didn't. Mm. Um, I didn't think it was a bad story. I thought it was a good movie. I just didn't think it was as good. Right. So I was pretty impressed with that. Um, I don't know. Do you have more to kind of give on on that particular? Uh, no, Spider-Man 2, like I said, I thought was, uh, I, I, like I said, I legitimately think, and I'm, I'm sure this will probably start a fight with a few people, is that I thought it's the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. Um, and I'm yes, I'm counting all the live action movies. I'm counting all the, you know. You know, Tobey Maguire and, you know, Andrew Garfield. And it, and don't get me wrong, even the, the new one, uh, you know, Homecoming, is an excellent, is the best li live action one, in my opinion. Uh, but this one's the best, just period. Um, okay. It's just, a, it, like, straight out of the comics. The the voice cast that they pick is amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I do believe I said that if Vincent D'Onofrio ever decides he, you know, isn't ever going to play Kingpin again, which, by the way, Marvel, I realize all of the Marvel series have now been canceled from Netflix. Um, if you do anything in the, the movies with Kingpin and don't cast Vincent D'Onofrio, you're, A, doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> but if you're not going to do it, um, then the actor that you had playing Kingpin in the movies... Um, would also be an excellent, an excellent second choice. Um, so, sure. but Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Friggin' amazing. He, he did do um, really well with that. Yeah. Um, so no, that, that was, that was amazing. Incredibles 2, I enjoyed, uh, I, you're right. I do think the first movie was better. Um, but I don't, I don't want to downplay that. I thought the second movie was good. It was just not, you know, I, I liked the villain probably better and, the second one. Um, True. I, it was like, more complex. More complex. I like the imagery yeah. a little better. So the Oscars <laughs> happened. It was a thing that occurred. It was a thing. And uh, much like how often we go and see movies, we watched very little of the Oscars. Um, which is pretty par for the course for me. Um, I'm definitely one of those heathens who are like, oh, you know who won Best Picture? How are you having? I don't... I have never heard of that movie before. I don't even right. know what that is. Like, oh, well, it's like, a good movie. Okay. Well, won a bunch, and I'm like, I haven't even heard about that. Like, yeah. I don't fucking know what that is. Um, usually, some of the more, like, lesser award shows are like that, because I'm like, it's just fodder that's made for award shows. Um, I usually try to watch the big ones, but I wasn't home to do so. Um, so I just had to, like, find recaps and snippets that people have posted online. But. Most importantly is this. 
Into the Spider-Verse 1 for mm-hmm. Best Animated Feature, beat out Incredibles 2. Oh, well, That's the other most nice. important thing was that one for Best, um, I don't know if it was just short film or short animated feature. I think it was Best Short. Yeah. Sweet Little Dumpling Boy. Yeah. Bow one, and I was very excited about that, because it was fucking adorable. I'm going to cry. Um, but yeah, Into the Spider-Verse 1, it beat Incredibles 2. I'm very pleased about that. And I don't yeah. think we really got a chance to really super deep dive into Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we liked it an awful lot. It was fucking good. Yeah, we yeah. liked it real, real lot. Yeah, I mean, like, there were definitely parts in the intro and in the end credits that my eyes were just, like, gonna bleed, because it was just too much visual fucking stimulus. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it's like, I don't understand how no one has made a movie like that to date, because it really pushes the boundaries of what you can do with animation now. And it was just, like, phenomenal. Like, Not from like that, an artistic though, but... standpoint, from a character yeah, standpoint. Yeah, I was gonna say, artistically, like, you're like... Mm-hmm. Oh, so the key is just make the animated feature based on a comic book look a little more like a comic book. Like, yeah. Oh, that was the secret the whole time. Not, cool. you know. Yeah. And their attention to detail and absolute dedication to everything in the film. From the fact that they're, that on iTunes you can find the fucking Spider Christmas song. Yes. It's just the fucking best. Like, it's so good. And the soundtrack fucking slaps. If you haven't yeah. listened, by all means. Um, I was going to say... The interesting thing is that for a comic book kind of sort of adaptation animated feature, this is the first one I think we've seen where, like, they took a lot of liberties, mm-hmm. but they were all for the better. Yeah, that it wasn't because anything that was, like, if you were, about. If you remember a year or two ago when they did the animated version of The Killing Joke, Mm-hmm. And they released that to theaters. Yeah. Everybody was super pissed off because they were like, well, this is a short story. It's not going to fill up a whole hour. Mm-hmm. So they just pooped out a bunch of bonus stuff about Barbara Gordon because they were like, well, she's a girl and she's a really good crime fighter. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be enough emotional weight for for an audience. Yeah. So instead, let's just make up a story about remember that one time where Barbara Gordon and Batman definitely fucked and now that makes more sense why Batman would care right. that the Joker cripples Barbara Gordon. Because that her just being, like, a daughter or, like, the, a daughter he's figure her to mentor. Right. Yeah, like, that no. wouldn't mean nearly as much as if, like, oh, they fucking... Though. I was so mad about that. That puss-puss, though. That's or the even, like, um, how they had to trim down um, Flashpoint yeah. for an animated feature. Like, the Flashpoint story is phenomenal, but, like, they had to cut so much that it was like, why just even bother? Yeah. yeah. So this was, you know, they they basically did a whole new origin story for Miles, mm-hmm. you know, the inclusion of Spider-Ham and Spider-Noir and, and Ghost Spider, mm-hmm. which got to work on a better hero name for Gwen. Yeah. Like, this is not good. Um, which I don't know why they didn't just call her Spider-Gwen. Like, I guess it gives away her, like... Yeah, it gives away the identity. Uh, whatever. That would be like if, instead of Spider-Man, he was called Spider-Peter. And, you know, that would be a little weird. Uh, anywho... That movie's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Super enjoyed it. What was your favorite part of the movie? Um, all of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of good. it. Mm-hmm. Good, good, it was good. very good. Um, I think when Spider-Ham is going back to his dimension and he gives Miles the it hammer. It in your pocket. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite part. <laughs> Even more so than the that's all folks. And the, is he allowed to say that? Like, Later? that's yeah. pretty great. But yeah. I think the hammer is probably my favorite part. Um, I do enjoy the montage or like the unreliable narratorness of Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. which stands for Peter Best Parker. True, because um, he's adorable and I love him. And your I want favorite no part to come to him. Your favorite part was when it was suggested that Aunt May 
And Lady Gaga. Oh, Gok-Gok. yes, she definitely fucks. Oh, yeah, my God. I'm so sorry for screaming. But, yeah, so, like, okay, they absolutely set this up for a fucking slam dunk here because uh, Lady Doc Ock, which was fucking rad. I loved it. I love the I'm, concept. I'm hoping I that you, design. I hope you do that for Halloween. I hope you dress up as her for Halloween. Oh, thank you. I'm going to have to now. Uh, well, especially if Justice Fighter gone, that'll be perfect. Um, so they set up in the meeting Lady Doc Ock, because he was like, oh, they call you Doc Ock, don't you? And she's like, oh, only my enemies. So when she busts into, like, Peter's house and Aunt May greets her, she calls her by her name. She does not call her Doc Ock, which insinuates that they knew each other on a personal level, as in, they fuck. Well, and then in actual Spider-Man canon... Um, like back in the seventies, there was definitely a run of comics where regular universe dude Doc Ock almost married mm-hmm. Aunt May. So that has canonical credence. It's not just like that's just crazy. The feminists are taking yeah, over. not just aggressively no. shipping it for no reason. It's, yeah. It actually has some some basis in in reality. So that's that was your favorite part. Uh, any other thoughts on the, uh, other than one big main thing that I know is a main topic, any other thoughts on some of the Oscars, what you saw that night, other than the, what we're ending our segment on here, which I know you know what that is. Right. I, personally, I know there's a lot of controversy about the Green Book, and, um, kind of the story it tells, the point of view it comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I do understand what people are saying when they say that it's, you know... You know, I, I get it. I get what you're saying racially. Um, however, I still thought it was a great story. I thought it was well acted. And I thought it did deserve the nod. Hmm. I I get what they're trying to say culturally about the story. I understand the point of view that is upset about it. This is a tough moment as, as black people, what we have to decide. Uh, whether or not the story outbeats how we feel about it being told kind of from the white version and a white man having to save the situation. I get that. I get some of the racial overtones of like, you know, him sharing fried chicken with, with them. And so I get that. I get that. Some of that is a little culturally insensitive, but overall I still felt like Maharshal Ali deserved to win as, as best leading actor uh, and I, and I felt like the the overall cast and ensemble did deserve the win, even with the kind of controversy that that exists with it. See, the problem is with that, and well, not problem. I think the funny part is the problem with the controversy is they're worried about racial overtones in a movie that a had to be about racial overtones, and b was set in a time. When they were racial overtones. No, no. I, I mean, mean, the controversy that black people are having about the film is that it's told that it's told from a white savior point of view. That yes, it's about like what it's about is still like telling the white man had to come in and save save him time and time again in the story, hmm. both physically during like bar fights and both culturally as he introduces him to lower class things. That his character didn't didn't know. So this is a hard thing if you haven't seen the movie and right. don't really understand the points I'm making. So like, so it's a little hard to to explain. Also, in this regard, you wouldn't necessarily like. We have to, as a culture, watch a lot of stories be whitewashed or white savior. Right. Thing. And so, 
I, I understand that they wanted more cultural sensitivity. There's legitimately a scene where Vigo's character is, like, introducing him to fried chicken. Well, we couldn't have told that part of the story, like, where he's showing him, like, a a southern norm without it necessarily being, being a racial fried. overtone of fried chicken. Fried yeah. chicken. Okay. You see what I mean? So, like, those points hold true. Right. The same point is, sometimes we have to let go a little of our anger about some, some right. things in this time period to also tell a story. Like, they can't get it all right all the time. So, sometimes, it's still art, and it's still a story. It's still... We still have to give it some creative room. But we want him to always be right all the time. And I get that Spike Lee's upset that he really you know, wanted, you know, something to tell their cultural story better. And maybe Black Klansman does indeed tell tell the black experience of that of that story better. I'm not saying it might not, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a the better movie. Hmm. So or that one movie takes away from the other. Right. You know what I mean? I can think that Black Klansman is is a great movie of the year too and still think Green Book deserved the the win. Right. So so it's a little tough. Um, I think this is one of those moments that's really hard um, because I feel like I have feelings on both sides. Like, yes, one thing is wrong, but maybe not the overall controversy is like maybe nitpicking too much. Right. So it's it's a tough, it was a tough one for me. So right. like that was the only, the only part of the Oscars that I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to tarnish their win. They're, they won. Like, I, I feel like they won with credit. Like, right. the movie is good. It does tell a unique and, and important story. Right. Whilst it can still have some controversy. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's still possible. And so, I think good stories should have controversy. I think that sometimes... And sometimes we need to open the conversation to talk about it. Right. So, um, you know, lots of us, we just watched a show that was nitpicking on, you know, a classic American movie in Forrest Gump. And we're talking about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. These nitpicks sound right. right. You know what I mean? So sometimes you have to open the conversation and be like, yeah, I know it won millions of awards and everyone thought it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. But, but you can still say it has some problems. Sure. So I don't know. I guess that's um... how I felt about Green. Uh, well, the other... At least for me, most... The only thing I saw that came out of... It was like, why didn't Black Panther win? And this. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, The other most noteworthy thing for my heart and soul... And And loins. Aura and loins and literally every fiber of my being um, was the intimacy of the performance between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Um, It just... It gives me life. Like, I... I... I had like an out of body experience watching it. It was so good. Being someone who mm-hmm. is the number one fan mm-hmm. for a movie you didn't see, I own it. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I've fucking already listened to the soundtrack finally. and own the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, of course. I'm an asshole. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> so anyway, so mm-hmm. the leading up to this, yes. So Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. I hate that I say that. All douchebags refer to it like that, and I hope Chad didn't call her Lady Gaga because I just outed him if he did. Um, <laughs> no, Lady Gaga, I guess just. Dumped yes, her fiance. Just ended her engagement with her fiance, who was, I think, her either her manager or like her 
it was the complicated thing is that they somehow worked together. So I was like, ooh, that's going to be tricky because she's going to have to hire somebody new. Um, but she definitely just called off the engagement. Um, and they have made it delightfully weird for Bradley Cooper's girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how she handles this because, like, and here's the thing. Initially, like, before this performance, I was just like, you know what? They're both theater kids. Like, platonic affection is not a bad thing. And it's something that's becoming a lot more accepted and normalized, which I think is delightful because you should be able to be affectionate with your friends. You know, just don't like put your dick mouth. In there. Mm, Ooh, don't put there you go. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, I'm too excited. I can't. I can't get the words out fast enough. Um, and I was like, you know what? They worked on something that was really emotional. Yeah, and, emotional and yeah. intimate to both of them because this was a big risk for Bradley Cooper. This was the first time that he had like you know just put something out there like that. He was like, I'm fucking making this movie, and right. like he wrote the music and he learned the music for it, and like they made it this big fucking thing and so much just heart and energy was put into that like that's a really bonding experience if you will and you know now they're fucking that's what the yeah yeah and as for like how is his girlfriend dealing with it uh you deal with it accordingly you've been cucked out by a musical goddess like oh my god you just deal with it you go yeah okay i just i'm glad i got to be here and Mm -hmm. enjoy it while i did well i think the i mean if i can just fucking bullshit out of my butthole for a second like they have a kid together which is kind of dicey and i think that might be why he wasn't just like see ya because like what the fuck are you doing like how are you two not it would buy the kid a water slide Mm -hmm. see you at christmas you're the literal devil let's do this thing yeah but no it was just phenomenal and like the everybody's like oh yeah because they were like all snuggled up together but like when you watch it there's a moment when he leans into her and she looks at him but she has she turns her head so hard i thought her neck might snap because like they definitely kind of lean in for like the oh they're gonna make oh we doing this This here and then she remembers that they're on live television and is like oh fuck and like keeps going and it's so like that just split second of a reaction is so telling that it's like you know they're completely comfortable with each other and god i hope they're fucking yeah the performance Mm. itself was very good that was phenomenal like let's take the the juicy deets TMZ style out of the yeah. equation. It's a great performance, mm-hmm. and and it's so funny to think about like, and again, this is sort of relating to wrestling. You know, Lady Gaga when she first got started, she was so focused on like shock value, and she would show up to award ceremonies mm-hmm. in like the Kermit dress or the dress made of yeah. meat and stuff like that because that's what she was interested in at the time. Yeah. And now that she's gotten older, now it's like, oh, she's just going to be this elegant mm-hmm. like modern day Audrey Hepburn and we're all just here to bask in the greatness and it's like yeah because that comes yeah. the time well and the thing too if I can like super fangirl for her out for a minute because like I love her is in the now that she has a lot more creative control over her career whereas before True. initially it was very you're like part of the machine you you're put just, out what the studio yeah. tells you to put out like very much like what Kesha went through and things like that dance music so her stuff weird ass week. acts of rebellion when they would be like oh you have to be sexy and do this and she's like then I'm gonna be fucking ostentations and do something insane because right. that was her only semblance of control at that time or like that's how she felt you know what I mean like if you're pushing me I, I can only do an inch worth of something for myself, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take that inch and make it a mile. Like, right. that's why she wore the fucking Kermit dress and the meat dress and all that weird shit because it was like, I can control this and they can't. Right. Um, but no, like, her stuff lately, like, the album she did with Tony Bennett and, um, 
Last year, I think it was, I don't remember what award show it was, it might have been for the Tonys, but she did this, like, beautiful medley from The Sound of Music, because it was some anniversary for that, and it was just phenomenal, like, she fucking sang the roof off the place, and, like, it really showed people that, like, yeah, she's a phenomenal artist, like, she's right. really good at this, like, it's not just, you know, a pop thing or whatever, and, yeah, I've really loved seeing how her shit has evolved, and, like, how she's been able to, like, encompass so many different facets of that, because, like, you know, people are interested in different things, you know, and like you said, your stuff changes as you get older, and you go, oh, and I want to try I mean. this like, now. There's, and... there's definitely wrestlers that we've met when they were first getting started and very mm-hmm. young, who were very, like, over the top, because that's what they were, that's what they felt was important, mm-hmm. that they were like, oh, I'm gonna look crazy, and I'm gonna do this and that, and you're like, oh, wow, and now, even just a couple of years have gone by, and it's like, okay, well, now they're kind of, they're an adult, and they're... Yeah, they're working, comfortable. In right, it, exactly. Yeah. Now they're like, well, it's going to be a little more like me now, not just like this giant, ridiculous billboard. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a pride thing. It's like, good for you. Way to go. Way to evolve. And way to be more comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hop on down on that fucking Bradley Cooper giggle stick. Dude. Yeah, I'm really into that. So what's keeping you from, other than mountains of work, mm-hmm. what's keeping you from watching Star is Born and just bawling them eyes out? That's exactly it. Knowing that I'm just going to ugly cry. That you're going to be wrecked for the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. It's my like, concern about Hamilton, too. It's like a roller coaster made of tears. Like It just, really is. It's, like, it's, it's, a it's just of, a slip and slide. Uh, yeah. Standing in line, and you're like, I got to pee now. And it's like, well, too late. We've been waiting in line for two hours. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. Some real life experience. It really out. was. It really was. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, I don't blame him. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up with your bullshit excuses? We've been waiting this line for two hours. Yeah. Uh, the Lady Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper performance at the Oscars. Uh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was well sung. Sure. It was very heartfelt. Right. Uh, Nobody gives a shit about that. Are they fucking or not? Look, man, I'm, a, I'm a, on the side with Mel B. If you don't know what Mel B said, she said, I sure hope that Lady Gaga didn't break the girl code. And the girl code exists. You better not be on national television in front of that dude's girlfriend and y'all are smashing. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't hold a, it's hoes before bros. Like, don't hold that chick out there. Don't you hug her on national television. Don't you be a friend in her face. And be smashing her man. Not cool. Other than that, look, they what they they're actors, right? Can't they put forth some some great feeling and emotion in in the song that like has won them all awards mm-hmm. and stuff, and put some feeling? Yeah. And there's nothing that doesn't help them keep this rumor going. It helps the movie. It helps this song. It helps resale. Keep people talking about him. Mm. That's good. But for real, if she's breaking the girl code, fisticuffs, his girlfriend has the right to to knock Lady Gaga's teeth out. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't don't you be on national television embarrassing her. Not cool, chick. Mm. Not cool. But other than that, eh, I don't care. And uh, I thought it was cool. I that's it. That's all. Our, yeah. It's, that was my controversy point. Mm. What do, what do you have to say? Yeah, they're probably fucking. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, everybody, uh, that's the end of our portion of the segment.
let's get our shit in. So, uh, in fun other news, our car took a little bit of a shit, and so we're trying to recoup some money from having to throw it at our car. So, right now, FullyGimmick.com is having a sale, which, by the way, we do not do terribly often. Mm-hmm. We're not quite uh, assholes like some other professional wrestling t-shirt companies. Uh, so you're throwing magic. That are like... Uh, we don't ever do sales, so the fact that we're doing a sale, you should probably buy your shit. We're not going to be that big a deal, but we don't we don't do sales terribly often. So we are also at the same time dropping a shitload of new merch. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming out. Dick Danger, brand new stuff from Warhorse Jake Parnell, uh, IFHY. New stuff from Mayday. New stuff from Mayday, new stuff for the Dynasty. There is all kinds of shit that's mm-hmm. dropping at the same time we're doing a big sale. So, when you yeah. go on fullygimmick.com, use the coupon code BREAKS, B-R-A-K-E-S, mm-hmm. and uh, you will get 30% off. Get some good shit. And also, super thank you to everybody who has bought so far, because we got a ton of orders in today, and I super duper appreciate that's it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And a uh, big shout-out, although it's past now, big shout-out to Ark Williams, who mm-hmm. uh, really went above and beyond to get people to buy her shirt so that she could donate the proceeds to Rain, which mm-hmm. is the big domestic uh, violence and um, sexual assault, more sexual assault than domestic violence, uh, prevention like association. Mm-hmm. So um, kudos to her Not for stepping really up and being an activist. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and there's a lot of other weird stuff we're working on. Um, WrestleMania is coming. WrestleMania is supposedly coming to Tampa next year, which means that's going to be crazy. Um, the full show of Punk Pro Wrestling Cycle for Your Love is available on Pivot Share to rent or purchase, as well as the first, uh, matchup from that show, uh, Dick Danger versus David Mercury is available for free on YouTube. Just go look up the Punk Pro YouTube channel and you can watch it there for free. And, uh, yeah. We got other stuff going on. Yeah, I get, I get to see Hamilton this weekend. I'm very excited. Yeah, she gets to see Kabla Hamilton, and she's yeah. going to cry a bunch there. I really am. It's not even... And I have back-to-back wrestling shows that weekend that I'll be <laughs> announcing at. So there you see go. Ya. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sacrifices I make. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, hopefully this experiment worked well. And I hope that we had completely different takes mm-hmm. than Chad and Shelley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, also, I did want to add in, which I don't know if you want to open this up to the public, but I think it would be kind of funny if we did. Okay. Um, that we are looking to, not like right now, but at some point, um, film a Hot Ones style interview with Zach, which if you don't know what that is, definitely YouTube the show Hot Ones from First We Feast. We are definitely not sponsored by them, but I wish we were. Hashtag ad. Yes. I love them. The show's phenomenal. Um, but we were gifted some very, very spicy sauces. Um for Christmas, and so we want to do a Hot One style interview for that. So if you have any spicy burning questions for Zach about literally anything, uh, personal, creative, wrestling, otherwise, feel free to submit them to us through the IndieCast, so that way Chad and I can field those, and I can put together a list of some really buck-wild questions and uh, watch him melt his face off. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm suddenly very uncomfortable about this whole project Good, all of a be. sudden. It's going to get weird. All right, well, that was the experimental episode of the IndieCast after Dark, the film episode, I guess, the the, the Sundance fil- Film Festival episode. Aww. Until next time, everybody, uh, I am Coculus Maximus. I'm Booby Fat. I am the sexually aggressive koala. I'm Duchess on Finger Bay. And uh, for us, at least here, we always say... Deuces! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. 
Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are, we're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina. 